Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, break! Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. I'm Dakota. Welcome back, beautiful people. It's Tyler. Well, beautiful people and ugly people. It's fine. We can all come together. <laughs> we don't who, are, who are we to discriminate? We are not that type. I mean, we are, but we're not. Yes. We don't have to see you. No. Beautiful, ugly, we're all one. If you could see us, though, you'd notice that I have my mustache. He does. It's a little frightening at first, but you, you get you, past it. It'd grow on you. You get past it. I guess mustaches grow on everybody. Well, I like mustaches. I just don't like the kick-out point mustaches. Oh, I no, can't this, fuck with this those. This sucker's formed, sculpted. It's not technically wax. But then again, I can't grow a mustache. Who am I to talk shit about one? <laughs> yeah, you can grow one. Mm. Tried that before. Hair on your lip. I see. Macy did not like it. <laughs> it's like just one line <laughs> of hairs, like all in order, just curl over hairs. my lip. It's not good. Well, I can't commit enough to get myself through the patchy phase to see oh, if no, I can no, grow no. a beard or not. Talk well, the beard, yes, but I'm much, thirty for God's much sake. Much like growing out your hair, there is a point where it's bad. You just have to accept it. Yep. Uh, growing a mustache from the jump, bold fucking move. Grow the beard out, cut the beard off, you already got a full mustache. People who grow a mustache out from nothing, more power to you. I can't fucking Got a different it. kind of love I for you. I can't get past that because it's got awful. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Speaking of got awful. Apologies for the Daylight Show, by the way. We, uh, yeah. Had a, one of us got stuck at work. Had a situation. It worked yesterday. It then turned into a situation at home. Literal situation. The two-year-old was... It's the stomach bug was awful scene. I won't paint the picture for you, but you get it. Yeah, it's not It's not good, but we got stuck at work. Yep. Dakota did. We're daylight. Sorry about that. We're here. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening. Continue to support us. We can tell you ain't telling your friends, by the way. We can tell. Yeah, no, but at least you're, at least you're coming back. Yeah, you're coming back, so. but you're just not telling your friends. It's like you're just hoarding it for yourself. Yeah, no, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Share the content. We ain't going to stop doing it because your friends start listening, I promise mm, you. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Could make it better. You never know. It absolutely will make it better. What we do know. It's Thursday the 17th, by the way. Yes. Just so y'all know when we're recording this and you're like, whoa, what if, I, what if some late breaking news drops after we record this? You're like, oh, they didn't talk about it. Not guilty. It's Thursday the 17th at 6 p.m. Ready break. We got hypothetical on deck. Dakota just found another one. It's in, it's in the queue. We got Super Bowl recap, obviously. Mm-hmm. Got to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Touch on the halftime show of as well. Of course. Uh, Wasn't as woke as I thought it was. Arkansas baseball is tomorrow. Who are we playing? Some bummies? This, Illinois State, I think. Yeah, bummies. If you're listening to this tomorrow, which you would be, they play today. So get ready for that. There's That's several exciting. good games tomorrow. We'll get into those. There is a lot of good games. Uh, there was some, I don't want to say good games in basketball. Some people got fuck, clapped up in basketball. We'll discuss that. Missouri being one of them. Love that. And we'll see what else we get into. You never know. We got NFL, more NFL talk. Some other, other I, situations going on around the league. I have plenty of pointing and laughing to hand out. So I'm excited to do our Super Bowl recap. Let's get into the hypothetical. Let's do the hypothetical, boys. Right, quick. Shoot it to me. If you could get a full eight hours of sleep every day. I'm mm-hmm. already in, by the way. Already You've in. got my attention. I ain't got eight hours of sleep, and I don't know when. <laughs> if you could get a full eight hours of sleep and still finish simple tasks while sleeping, 
which tasks would you delegate to your sleep time? Like what would so you do? So your body is functioning while yes. you're asleep? You're sleeping. You still get the benefit after sleep, but you can cut out the bullshit you don't want to do while you're sleeping. You're a fucking robot. Yeah. No, that's not that's not the point. Yeah, which, that's wild. Which I think tedious your just, task would mm. you choose to do unconsciously? Results still there. You don't have to put up with it. Immediately, after you get home? Anyway, yeah, of course. It's anyway. nighttime. Okay. Well, no. I mean, you could, I guess if you choose to take your eight hours at work because you would still be getting your shit done. Immediately, my brain goes putting up laundry. I fucking hate it. I hate putting up laundry. I don't want to do laundry. Macy won't let me do laundry. I can't fold right. When it's done, I'm out. I don't want any part of it. I'll put the pile on the bed, start the next load, move it over. If I just had somebody to fold it and put it away, I hate it. <laughs> dishes. Hate it. I don't mind doing dishes. I'm, and this is not me sitting here saying these are all the things I do on a daily basis. God love Emily. She takes care of way more than she should. But if I'm choosing things to get done and me not have to do them, yeah, give me dishes, give me folding the laundry. I don't actually mind doing laundry. I also am a firm believer that separating your laundry is a fucking myth. And if you're still doing it, you're wasting your time. <laughs> it's true. Unless you're like, it's like blatant whites and reds that you're throwing in there. Oh, like, don't care. I have witnessed my own white shirts getting light shades of pink tint on New the shirt. New clothes aside. If it's shit you've worn all the time. I don't I understand the delicates thing. I ain't said, well, I do kind of. Like, there like are women's some, underwear and stuff? There are like, certain I don't get things it. when I pick up like certain shirts or jackets or stuff of them that I pick up. And I'm like, hmm, probably shouldn't wash this with jeans. Probably fuck it up. So I set those off to the side. I don't do I don't do them on delicate cycle because I'm not going to be more responsible for fucking up or shit. But and it, it starts obviously military was the first time I had to do my own laundry. Shout out mom. But it's all fucking green tan. I mean, like you can just wash it all together. Nothing fucking happens. Mm-hmm. So that carried over, and by the time I realized that I was doing it with colors that should have mattered from what yes. I had been told, didn't matter. You wash it on cold. Hmm. Problem solved. This is probably why Emily does most of our laundry because she doesn't trust me, which is fair. But I'm choosing laundry, dishes. I'm sure there's other things, but those are immediately the ones popping in my head. What say you? I don't think I fucking have anything. Like, what would I? Things you don't, you don't have anything throughout the day you don't like to do? Mm, price discrepancies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. That is. I'm not, not a fan of uh, incompletes and price discrepancies. I do them every single day. But so work. Any work people listen? Just, just I do your, do it. <laughs> just your eight hours of work? No, no, because I enjoy work itself, um, but I don't enjoy computer stuff. Mm. I like getting out in the warehouse and, and doing all that kind of stuff. Ooh, I mean, I love the hands-on that, shit. but The 30 minutes before putting kids to bed. Cut that out. I don't want to. I don't want to. Say it's time for bed. Listen to him say, I don't want to go to bed. Argue with him. They don't have a choice. Ride him to brush your teeth. Have a two-year-old. Every time you brush your teeth and tell him to spit out his toothpaste, he swallows, then spits it out. Uh, yeah, if I could cut that out, that'd be cool. That is that is a good one. I don't, I don't mind putting him to bed. It's the most right. It's the most sane they are throughout the day. It's the it's the one through six steps before getting them to right. bed. Right. Putting kids to bed, you get to sit there when they're quiet and calm and normal human beings. And you'd be like, ah, oh, look at those cute kids. They're such good kids. And then they wake up and they start... Turn back into Higgins. So the time right before that, get that out of here. Oh, if I could consolidate the months between football seasons and speed up the process by using those eight hours, I'd do that. Mm. You might miss a lot, though. It's possible. 
I don't know if I'm willing to commit this to that. Doesn't, this doesn't affect anything else because the end results are still the same. I just don't have to suffer through those additional eight hours per day. I like the stuff that leads up to putting kids down. That's a good one. But other good. than that, like I don't mind doing dishes. I don't it's mind cleaning. Awful. I don't. It's not. Let's be honest. I don't do it a lot. Feeding the dogs. Don't like that. Pain in my ass. Especially when it's cold. You gotta unscrew the hose every time you water them so they don't freeze up. I am get excited out of here. I am excited to get a dog. That's coming. That's that's coming yeah. in either May or June. Yeah. No, I'm out on that. I'm uh, pumped. Will up. not have more dogs for. Quite some time. Nah, we need a dog. I mean, these the two that we got could live for fucking ever, but they're both old. The tank's been around forever. Willis has been around lo- longer than that. Willis still around? Oh, yeah. So it'll be... Where it'll is be, the devil dog? I don't even know where he's at he's anymore. He's out between the sheds. He's fucking... <laughs> it's a fucking wild animal, dude. Dude, he's... Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's surprisingly, though, when you walk up to him, he's still very normal. Like, he still lets you pet him, still sniffs you, still acts completely fucking normal. But... Anyway, it's uh that will be a thing when the when the boys are old, both boys are old enough to take care of them, I and I I get it. Everybody out there who's I've saying got it. don't get yourself caught up and the kids saying they'll take care of them, then they won't. I'm fully aware. I did that as John as well. I've got it. But if both of them are old enough, I can hold them accountable. Go ahead. When you first wake up to when you get to work, the drive, the getting ready, all that shit. If I could just fast forward all the brushing my teeth, the showering up, the getting the fucking sleep out of my eyes for thirty goddamn minutes, the drive is terrible. I don't like the early morning drive. It's shit. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.45 in the morning. There ain't a motherfucking thing out here. The drive home, traffic, pass. In Bentonville, yeah. pass. So there's the two things. The drive into work, I don't mind so much because there's no traffic. And the thought of opening my eyes and just being at work in the thick of it, like the, the getting ready kind of gives me a ramp up. It's like, all right, this is what I'm going to have to do. If you just drop me into work from a dead sleep, oh, my God. I'd be, I'd be a complete asshole to be around for until about 9 30 the drive home though i feel like if you take me straight from work and drop me at home all my stresses throughout the day which i guess that's not eight hours we'll count it uh i feel like i cannot decompress properly like at that 40 ish minute drive is about perfect timing where it's not god i'm still driving but i get to get my rage out through music podcast whatever yeah i saw a thing online the other day well it was a long time ago but it rings very true. Uh, there was this thing, and it was like this chick posted on like Twitter or Facebook or something. was like, how come every time my husband gets home, he pulls into the driveway and sits in his car for like six minutes until he comes inside? Because we've probably just started just a song, trying to, try to get the last bit of rage out, or we just, just give me that last six minutes of decompression. Like, you don't realize how vital that is. And then you come in, you open the door, and it's... Bah! Uh, fucking everywhere you look. I mean, I mean, you got you the, need that decompression. The thought process on the necessity for decompression is, I will fully admit, I can understand why in a lot of situations, women, like, how can you sit out there where I've been in dealing with these kids? Because you don't get that opportunity to decompress between you got from work to daycare or work to school wherever you pick up the kids. And I get it. I need that time to decompress so that when I walk through the door, if you're like, fuck this, take these two and get them away from me, now I'm equipped to handle that. We can go play, we can go wrestle, we can go throw balls in the back room, whatever. But if I walk straight in without decompressing, we're both going to be ready to fucking put both kids to bed, Benadryl, see you later. I don't drug my kids with Benadryl. It's just, it's a, it's a phrase, okay? You get it. But yeah, that one. Yeah, see, mm-mm. Except chicks do get that opportunity to decompress because they sit in the line waiting to get the kids or 
like, you know what I mean? They get to sit in line until well, it's their I'm turn to get up and out. For my situation, because Emily works two minutes from the daycare, so she immediately picks up Wade, and then she goes to the Boys and Girls Club to pick up Tate, and she calls him prior to him coming out. So she pulls up, he gets in, they go home. So there's not a lot of window there. But every, like, adults, and I feel like we as humans don't do a good enough job of this, of, like, we feel obligated, like, oh, we don't have the kids, we have to go do something together. And I'm all for that. It is unhealthy to not have any time to yourself, whether you take a few extra minutes on the toilet, whether you take a few extra minutes in the shower, you have to find something. I had a buddy at work. To keep your brain normal. He still does it to this day, but he comes in, and at first I thought he was just fucking riding the clock for like 20 minutes, and I was like, hey, bud, uh, you need to clock out. He's like, no, I've been clocked out for 30 minutes. And he's just sitting there at the soup desk, just sitting there on his phone. I was like, why are you fucking here, dude? Go home. Well... We just had a, a new kid, and I'm about to kill myself. He's like, so I, when I get done, if I have early days, I clock out and I sit here and I just fucking relax for 30 minutes. It's to the point where if I go take a shit, I'm getting questioned why you're in there taking a shit so long. <laughs> so I'm going to take these 30 minutes. I've earned them, and I'm going to sit right here and wait. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I'm with it. I hated all the people that were like, as soon as somebody who has kids finds out you're having kids, let me tell you how to raise them. It's, yeah. I've, I'm guilty of it as well. Like, it's impossible not to do this. Like, you, you think you're warning them, like, hey, get your head around it. People, if you have kids and you're doing that, you know it doesn't matter how much information you get, you are not prepared to have kids. I don't give a shit how financially ready you are, how long you've wanted it. When, you, when that child is born, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. You can have a better idea, but every kid's different, and they will surprise you. The one thing that I think is extremely valuable is just, ha- like, being able to say, hey, I need a break. Take them. I'm going to go do. Doesn't matter to you what I do. I I'm going to go fuck off. I need, I'm going to go fuck <laughs> off somewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that is absolutely necessary. Like the key one everybody talks about is like, oh, when they sleep, you sleep. That's, you can say that, but first thing your brain does, no matter how tired you are, is when they go to sleep, it's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yes. I can do nothing. I can do something, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to come back in a minute and they'll still be right there. Yeah. No, you need, you need to decompress from everything. That's correct. Let's talk a little Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams win. Back-to-back years. The home team has won the Super Bowl in back-to-back. In the first two years, there's ever been a true home team at the Super Bowl, which they say that all the time. It's not. Like, most people that buy tickets to the Super Bowl, like, the crowd in the Super Bowl, I feel like, is very corporate. Like, you have your diehard fans. That's because the tickets are the cheapest is six grand. Bingo. That's my point. So the whole home field advantage thing, you definitely have an advantage not having to travel, not having to stay in a hotel. Not I actually think I undersold. I think it was like 10 or 15 grand for the cheapest dirt cheap. Down towards the bottom was like 50, 60 grand. Yeah. No, it, it's a racket. But the the advantage comes from being able to go about your normal routine as normal as possible. You still have radio row. You still have to do all this shit. But at the end of the day, you get to go home and sleep in your bed. Like that's extremely valuable. The whole, like as far as crowd noise and everything goes, it's going to be loud the whole time. It's Super Bowl. I didn't hear loudness at all. Or it's not going to be loud at all. That's a fair point. Could be one Like of this other. Rams game, it didn't seem like the crowd was very loud. When's the last time you all. heard a loud Rams game, period, though? Like, it hey. could have been all Rams fans. It's just it's fucking L.A. Like, I have a note in here to get to the parade. There was like 100 people at their rally point, whatever you want to call it. There was sidewalk for days. There was nobody there. Yeah. Because nobody gives a shit about L.A. sports teams. Inside LA. Nope. Like Dodgers fans. There is a huge Dodgers fan base. It's not like the 
the majority of it is not in L.A. And anybody who wants to say, well, the Bengals got fucking robbed because they called that penalty uh, on third and goal. They called that penalty. It was about to be fourth and goal. Called a penalty on, and it wasn't one on the, on the linebacker. Don't get me started on calls that did or didn't happen that well, were fucking was, There was the game. not a ton of penalties, but there were several egregious mistakes for both directions. Like the biggest Jaylen one would be getting drugged down by his face. T pass. Higgins right. touchdown. Absolutely. Right. Let's be fair here. It's not officiating that did it. Just stop. It's Cooper cup. And in the last defensive stand, Aaron Donald, that, that's what it was. And, and which when we talked about it earlier, like uh, my opinion, it was not vastly different. I said that the, the offensive line is the only major difference that showed. And the fact that they just had bigger stars. And in those, in that game, their bigger stars were on full fucking display. Like Cincinnati's defensive coordinator, Cincinnati's defense, they deserve all the fucking credit. For sure. Like what to do what you do did against the Chiefs and Except hold us to Apple. what? 23? And then you hold the Rams to 20? Like that's pretty fucking impressive and that's the first thing I took away from the Chiefs and Bengals game was hey, you all are trying to make this about fucking stuff that it's not. You're looking for extra shit. What it really is is that defensive coordinator for Cincinnati is incredible. He is fucking fantastic. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You hold two of the highest powering off highest powered offenses to under three touchdowns. I yeah. mean, that's pretty fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. That defensive coordinator deserves a lot of fucking credit. The defensive, the linebackers deserve a lot of fucking credit because the linebackers for Cincinnati are so fucking good. I don't even know who the fuck they are. <laughs> they just play fucking well together. Well, you're about to not, you're about to start knowing there are about to be a lot more household names on Cincinnati's team because they're about to get primetime games out the fucking wazoo next year. I mean, I know Awuzie. Of course I know Awuzie. He's a good corner. They have him, and that, mm-hmm. they got fucking uh, Hilton. So they have good good secondary people, but I was super impressed with Cincinnati's run defense. For God's sakes, they held the Rams to under two yards per carry. There's not many people that have left the Steelers in free agency that, like, initially when they leave, it hurts. But when I see them play for a different team, I'm indifferent. Every time I see Mike Hilton, it makes me sad because that motherfucker was getting a sack or something valuable every game. Like it was, it wasn't like he's just you know shutting somebody down consistently, but he makes big plays when you need him consistently. And unlike Eli Apple, see that's the thing, and I'm all for the Eli Apple slander by all means. But there's been teams all year that knew what was coming and couldn't fucking stop it either. Like the only thing I will say on Eli Apple on that on that last touchdown that did him in, there's only one route route you can run there. You knew who and it was he going stopped to at the goal line. Yes. There's only there's you knew who it was going to you knew what route he was running and he still and he was fucking loopy from the shot he took the play previous. Did you really think Stafford was going to roll out and sprint to the no. end zone? No. Why are you stopping at the now, goal line? Which when I, when we were texting about it, we're like, you got to fucking let Stafford sneak this in, and they did try. Respect for them, let him try. They did. But after that, there's only like your route tree from that far away is one one fucking route, and you knew what it's was going to happen. It's a fade, and he just beat him. That was the number 11th overall prospect out of high school. Five-star. Probably number one or two corner out of his class. And has been on four teams in like six years. Bad teams. I mean, he's on the Saints defense. They were pretty good defense. He was the glaring weak spot in that defense. 100%. (laughs) That Super Bowl, which... Again, again, Tyler was wrong again because the fucking ratings were through the fucking roof again. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it was 
for the same reasons or the same feeling I had going into it. Like I can't think of the last Super Bowl that I've watched one because it must have included the Patriots, but where I genuinely didn't care what happened. I was hoping for a good close game and anything else that happens is a bonus. The way that this played out, like Odell starting the way he started and then getting hurt. That fucking and then ripped when, my heartstrings right And then there. Joe Burrow got wrapped up and his knee got twisted. And I was like, this is he if he's out of the game, there's no chance they come back. And then when he came back in, it all like it was almost like, is he gonna lead them down after being hurt? And when this thing like it was either way this played out at that point, like with the with the injuries at the moments they happen, was setting up for a fucking great story. And that last drive, I mean, you knew, like, going into that huddle, it's like, all right, what are we doing? Don't care. Cooper, get open. I'm throwing it to you. Like, that was the game plan going in as it should have been. And McVay said prior to, like, they tried to get too cute in the last Super Bowl. Like, this is what works. I know all about trying to get too cute. Yeah. But if you had done anything else in that Super Bowl, and that's not to say they didn't have other options, but the other thing that I, I didn't love is them just a revolving door of running backs they used in that game. Fucking pick one. Why would you not it. have Joe Mixon in on fourth and fucking inches? Oh, I was talking about the Rams. I'm talking about for Cincinnati. Why in the fuck on fourth and one would you not put Joe Mixon in there and let him have at it? He's he's ripping off four and five yards to carry at minimum. He was running it down their throat. That's a first down ten times out of ten in that game if you just hand the ball to him. I also think it's unfair whenever we're showing screenshots of Jamar Chase sprinting up the sideline while Jalen Ramsey's falling down. If you zoom in close enough, Burrow's already wrapped up. He's already let it go, yeah. He's already getting hit. So the thought process with this was, I was talking to a buddy about this, is not that he was open, which I said the same thing. I said initially, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But the thought process being like, even if he's locked up by him, if you get pressure like that, that's the game. And it's a one-on-one with no double coverage. No safety over the top, nothing. If you don't complete it, the game's over. Yeah. You throw a pick, game's over. doesn't matter. If you get sacked, the game's over. The only option where the game is not over is if you try it. You lob that motherfucker up and pray on your way to the ground because you're going down. We saw Chase's one-hander earlier in that game whenever he lobbed it on up. On that same matchup on that same side of the field. And it was overthrown. When he caught it, I thought, it was, I was like, that's a damn, that's a nice diving catch. And then on the replay, it was one-handed. You have to give him the chance to catch that ball. Yes. As soon as you realize you're screwed because your line stinks, which you already knew because you got hit 47 times, let it go. It's the reason he threw it early because he knew Donald was coming. He knew it. But you have to let that ball go and give him a chance because, and obviously hindsight being 20-20, that's a touchdown. If he lets it go anywhere close, especially with him falling down, that is a touchdown touchdown and you win. And holy shit, are we talking about something totally different today? But And if you think this window stays open for you after getting to this Super Bowl the way that you did, being 10 and 7, being the Cinderella team. If you think this fucking window stays open long, and also Cincinnati's owner does not spend. He rolls over heavy cap every single year. The other could be thing because is, they didn't have a quarterback, could be because he didn't he knew that wouldn't fucking do anything. So what's the point? Maybe be, now maybe now he actually is like, you know what, fuck it, I'm spending. Could be, but it could be like everybody else and he's been used to having that extra money and it's hard to let it go. Which yeah. I would understand. It's not my money to spend, but well, I would understand, fan, but I it don't sucks. because, like you, you are in that mind that mo- in your mind that money should have been gone every year. Like that's that's play money to play fantasy football as a real human being. If you're an owner, the the biggest struggle I think they're going to have next year is now people are ready for them. Like they're like even when they were winning these games, it was like oh, it's still the Bengals. They're not just the Bengals anymore. 
Like they're going to be somebody that people circle on their calendar when they come to town or we go to their house. If we beat them, that's a statement win. And they're going to start getting people's, I want to say, they're going to start getting people's best. Like it's just like the Chiefs. A, there's Same a few thing. teams every, for everybody. It's going to be their Super Bowl every game. You look at Thanksgiving games. You look at your bye week. You look at the big games where you're playing them. If you play them at home, if you play them over there, you're looking at your Kansas Cities, your Seattles, at the, at back in the day, the Houston, like all the places, the Saints, they got crazy. If you're playing there, that's something extra you got to prepare for. The Bengals have that now, and we'll see what they do with it. I do like their coaching staff. I like the whole coaching staff a lot more after watching the Super Bowl. I like Zach Taylor, but that coaching staff has got something figured out. We'll see how they go, what they do with it. Where the Rams go with this, I have absolutely they no can idea. They go to the fucking house because – if they don't keep this team together, which is not realistic, they can't fucking build it. They have way. no chance of keeping this team together. I mean, no. Von Miller had just as much of importance in that game as Aaron Donald. He had two sacks just like him, and he was all in Burrow's face all fucking night. Well, even if he had no stats. And please, God, please, Jesus himself, let Von Miller have 40 in Kansas <laughs> City. Just do it. God, I would be so fucking happy. Even if he had no stats in that Super Bowl, the fact that you had to prepare for him and, and pay attention to him throughout the game is enough of an edge to give to Aaron Donald that it works. And I'm sure that was a thought process going in. Like, does he still have it? Who fucking cares? If he doesn't, people are going to game plan for him. People are going to make, like, they have to pay attention to him. That's one less person's paying attention to Aaron Donald. Yeah, they are in salary cap hell. Yeah. They have no picks. That's why no. the rumor started flying yesterday that McVay's thinking about retiring. <clears throat> and they were like, well, if you think about it, it makes sense. He won a Super Bowl right off into the sunset because you your team is dicked. Which they brought it up to him before the Super Bowl, and he didn't shut down retirement then. So now I'm sure. I mean, that's that's going to be a serious thought. It sounds crazy to say that he's gonna retire. But his wife posted a picture on Instagram, on her story, and it's McVay sitting on the couch holding up a glass of wine, and it says, "For those of you that thought Sean McVay was gonna retire, he's not." Yeah, we'll see. Those type of things, I believe when I see it. I don't. I don't think just like Aaron retire. Donald saying, I, "I, you know what? If I get a ring, I might retire." And then it just dropped out today. Aaron Donald's still going to play. Well, duh. We know yeah. he is. He's doing this because he wants more money. And he deserves more money. He's like the ninth or eighth highest paid defensive player. Making like $17 million a year or something. Yeah. That needs to change. And they also, they asked him about it when the confetti's coming down. Like, are you going to retire? He's not going to answer you there. Why the fuck would you do that? Like, Seeing o- Odell cry got to me. I mean, it was, ter- it was a shit situation for him. It sucked. But I mean, when the confetti started flying, he was crying like because he just. Oh no! I mean, I mean when he came back out on the on the sideline. Yeah, like you know that your team is trending in the right direction, winning the fucking Super Bowl. At least it wasn't like you know he was out for the game. Like he can say that he played in the Super Bowl and contributed and had a sure. touchdown. He looked like he was about to eat. But it is tough knowing that. I don't say knowing, like having a good feeling that you're about to win the Super Bowl and you're on the sidelines for the second half of it. That's tough. A lot of NFL players coming out saying we need to go back to grass. Yes, the. The Van Jefferson thing. Did you see that? Yes. That was crazy. His wife goes into labor at halftime. They take her out on a stretcher to the hospital. Zeros, confetti falls, grabs his daughter, head to the hospital. Super Bowl's over at 7. They kid, ran up to him. Your wife's having her baby. Kid oh, born shit. at 9.15. So you got to play the whole Super Bowl and see the birth of your kid. That doesn't work out better for pretty much anybody. There's probably no bigger high than that right Mm-mm. there. No. Yeah, that's, that's the best night of your life. Like, that is bananas. Yes. Now you're about to get no sleep. Even from excitement and for a baby. minute, but <laughs> it's gonna be that. That's a hell of a coincidence. That's good. That's good shit for him. It was honestly a pretty, a pretty boring game most of the time. First quarter was decent. 
Fourth quarter got real good because it was such a close game that every single possession mattered. Well, there was there was enough. Like we're talking about those those uh, dude. It was boring as fuck. There were seven straight punts from the, from the officiating. Yeah, but there was enough. What the fuck's going on here? That it kept you engaged. Like there was enough blown calls, like we talked about for either team. That it it kept you engaged. Like oh, that shit's gonna come back in the end. That's gonna matter. And it most of them did, especially late. Obviously, it's easy to tie those to the outcome of the game because you they're happening at the end of the game. But the end result would have been the same. Like it had had the Bengals scored, and they go to, and the Rams have any time. It's going to Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup again. And, and ask Tampa gonna, how that goes. And he's going to catch him, and they're going to score, and they're going to win. Like that, there's you cannot convince me that that game ends any differently unless they run Joe Mixon, get that first down, and because they would have just continued to hand the ball off because when Joe Burrow came back in and they ran the ball three times or two, they ran the ball the first two times. It was very obvious they were not going to put any stress on his knee unless they had to. That is the situation where you do not have to, and you and you rolled him out. That's a fucking first down if you give it to Mason every time in Correct. that game. Also, seeing a lot of stuff about uh, about freaking <clears throat> son of a bitch. Where was I going? I just fucking brain farted. I have so much fucking Kansas City drama going on that it fucking clouded my head. Uh, was it about the Super Bowl? Yeah, it must not be important. I don't fucking know. Um, I did not read the report that dropped about the Kansas City thing, but apparently some story dropped, and then like today got deleted about the riff between the coaching staff and Eric Bieniemy, and apparently it was pretty damning hmm. on Eric Bieniemy. I did not read it because I don't fucking I'm not entertaining it. Don't want to do it. I think Eric Bieniemy's got to go, and I think there's a reason that he hasn't gotten hired after 13 fucking oh, there, job interviews. There's, there's something a going. Reason. But I have no idea what it is. Well, there was something talking about how he was overruling Andy. he had like an eight-hour interview with the Saints. Dude. Like, that's the thing. Then Ian Rapport was talking about it on, on one of the things I watched him interview with. It was like it, the consensus or the the assumption for all the BNME interviews where he didn't get a job because everybody said the same thing. Like, oh, it's the Chiefs. It's their offense. Why isn't he getting a head coach's job? It's like, oh, it's probably a bad interview. I don't know how you have a bad interview for eight hours. Like, I've been a part of a lot of bad interviews lately. You cut them off quickly. Eight hours? That has to have been going. Like, they had to have seen something. It doesn't make any sense. There's, no idea. There's got to be something. We'll hear about it one day, long from now, I'm sure. But but I think the, I think the change in the OC is going to happen, and the rumors are swirling about Matt Nagy again, and I'm all for it. He was a good OC. He likes to run the ball. I am pissed that we don't run the ball enough. We have good running backs. That would take pressure off my homes. That would make the defense change, and you're going to see the big plays again. You're, I'm for it, Eric Bieniemy. I've, I, I'm out. I think that's a situation where you just got to be appreciative to this point, but you're ready for something else. Yeah, there's got to be a change of scenery because it's because it's whether growing stale. whether it's him or not, that's got the magic key to the offense. Him being there, it has worked. But if I was you, I would also be okay with a different with a change at this point. Yes, because you have like it's it's been proven enough that you have enough talent to overcome if. Any part of it was him. It's not going to be like, oh, we're fucking terrible now. And I am praying to God, Traylon Burks gets, gets drafted to the Chiefs. I am fucking praying for it. See, that's one thing. Like, I feel like normally this time of year, <clears throat> when you start looking at mock drafts, I've been looking at mock drafts for quite some time, but there's usually certain, like, most of the people are consistently in the same range. They just flip flop a few teams. I've seen Burks. He's everywhere. all over. I've seen him at eight. I've seen him at. 31, I've seen him at 16. Like, there's it's all over the place. 
before we get too far separated from the Super Bowl, the halftime show mm-hmm. of the Super Bowl, like, is is popular to say is the best one I've ever seen. I did say it several times in the moment. I'm still not convinced it's not true. The ones that immediately come to mind, like the Bruno Mars one with Justin Timberlake That's was awesome. number one. Um, which number- you should have expected because Bruno Mars is just pure entertainment. He was fucking fantastic. The Prince one was very cool. It was cool, but weird. Um, but that one and the is... The JT and Janet Jackson was another favorite of mine. Not just the nip slip, but it was actually an awesome performance until the nip slip. That just made it cooler. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was fantastic. I was not I was not con- as concerned with as you were about the politically charged shit, mainly because like everything is politically charged at this point, and I was just looking at it from a nostalgia standpoint of yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. wait for this. And nope. I think it might be the least politically politically charged halftime show we've seen in quite some time. You did hear why, right? The NFL literally told every one of them, do not kneel, do not make this about politics, just perform. Well, and what's crazy and is... Go fucking figure. Eminem decides to still take an E anyways. Yeah, see, here's but, the thing. Where but I'm I don't, I don't really gonna, care about it. No, it, it wasn't important. No, here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because I have a note. If anybody fucking paid attention to that thing, him taking a knee at that point had absolutely nothing to fucking do with people taking a knee in the NFL. That point in the thing... That whole section, the only part where he started taking knee was immediately when they started the tribute to Tupac. Like, right. Dr. Dre's playing the Tupac on the, on the piano. Um, fucking Jesus. Anderson Pac was on the drums. Like, it was, that was set aside to pay tribute to Tupac. That was where people were, like, the rumors were flying around, potentially a hologram. Should have done it. Would have been awesome. But, like, only thing I read into that, and apparently a lot of people was, like, this is... Like, out of respect to Tupac thing. At no point did I think, oh, he's fucking taking a knee because it, there was nothing. No, it was it was a weirder posture looking kneel, too. Like, he was like, yeah, slumped like had his over hand with over his hand his over his face. face. Like it looked like it was out of respect. Yeah, yeah. And I did hear that, and it did seem like it was possible because there was no fist in the air, no craziness or nothing. No. Like, and, and, but that's the thing. Like, the NFL, they, they coming out saying the NFL told them to stay off the politics. Like, I'm, I'm very sure that that was true. Every one of I'm those very people, happy that that, that I is am, true. too. Every one of those people is big enough that they could have said, nah, fuck you, and done whatever they want. Like, if Especially they w- Eminem. Yes, <laughs> and he is the most likely to do it. Like, there is not... Also, whoever was in the control room that took a video of the screen with Snoop squatted down, smoking a joint, <laughs> you're fired probably. <laughs> but, but that was peep, awesome. It was, but and I would have taken that video for myself. Everybody who's like, oh, here, can you believe this? Yes. Yes. Yes, I yes, can. I, I expect this to happen during the halftime show. More breaking news. He was throwing up crip signs and fucking <laughs> crip yes, walking. Like, let's, I mean, let's talk about the joint. Don't it's, be surprised. First of all, it's Snoop. Second of all, they're in California where it's legal. I expected to be doing it while performing. He was in his press box smoking weed. Now like, show the video. Now the the fact him squatting down like every other fifteen year old kid that's ever tried it, like looking around paranoid, <laughs> was fucking hilarious. But come on, that's just who he is. I mean, that, you know what you're getting. I was more surprised to see. Uh, Crip C held up while you're doing that. I see. I wasn't surprised to see that either. I, that was like, this one's a little weird. That I thought that way more than the weed, dude. We are over the fucking point of being surprised people smoke weed anymore. If you're surprised people smoke weed, you have not lived. I mean, it's just honest. Well, you you, you are far too concerned with things that don't matter. Correct. Who gives a shit? Because if you stress out that bad about people smoking weed, boy, you have some stress in your life. Yeah, you might need to. You might need to be on the recipient end of the pass part. Speaking of, of the puff puff pass. <laughs> Speaking of that whole situation, there was a commercial with Willie in it. Willie? He looks terrible. Willie? Yeah, Willie Nelson. Oh, I missed that one. See, I missed all the 
commercials because we're at that point where Tate's old enough to want to watch the game and doesn't understand, like, normally commercials are time to play. Well, up until, like, the fucking second half of the game, the commercials weren't really Super Bowl commercials. They were just normal commercials. And I was getting pissed. The first thing I said is, where's the fucking Clydesdale? Where, right. where, where the fuck is he? That's the thing. It's, it's almost the downside to the Super Bowl because that's, like, an NFL game is a long time to be solely focused on the screen. But you have the game itself, and then you can't you can't get up to go get anything because you'll miss the commercials that everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow. And, oh, it's halftime. Oh, this is the one thing I really wanted to see. So you're, you're strapped in. For the entire time. That Super Bowl halftime show did seem short. Maybe because it I was, was just was very completely short. consumed by it. Like I was lit. Also, I get like it's the most well-known to the most to the broadest of audiences. But having Eminem play Lose Yourself. I love that song. One of my favorite songs. Just mainly based out of nostalgia. He's had much bigger songs. Now, the ability to censor all of them. I When I say much bigger, I mean like people... Loving them, not like revenue generated off it. Most times played like that one's probably his most popular. But right, his bigger songs are probably about killing people or fucking somebody. Correct. See, that's the thing. You can't censor his yeah. other songs appropriately. But it was awesome. Also, the all, all the memes of Fifty Cent hanging upside down, waiting for his turn. Like, how long must he have been there waiting on that? That was cool, though. I did not expect that. And I, I also don't appreciate did. people. Fucking making fun of his weight. <laughs> you know what? He's like 56 years old and still looks to be in pretty damn good shape. And I know for a fact by looking at him, can out bench press me. Well, so that's maybe thing. lay off because he, he got a little bit. It don't matter. He probably had a pretty good pump going, holding himself up down there waiting <laughs> to be introduced. He also sounded very gassed when he came down and started singing. Yeah, I'm sure. He was short-winded a little yeah. bit. I'm but sure he's sitting there like, come on. I was the only person, me and Macy, we had some friends over. And I was the only person who was like, oh, my fucking God. Because if you remember, it, it zoomed down Eminem and, and Dre and everybody up there. And they all started just like smiling. And I was like, what the fuck are they grinning about? And then it popped down and 50's hanging there. And I was like, from his video. Oh, no, no, no. I know. But I'm saying, I was like, oh, my God. Because he was not included in the photos that they were Correct. dropping of the halftime shit. And 50 Cent is one of my favorite all-time rappers ever, 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 ever. 50 Cent is up there with my fucking favorites. And as soon as I saw him hanging there, I was like, I just like shook back into fucking 12 year old me and like, oh, oh my God. Oh, Abby texted me and she was like, I, where, she said, uh, what was it? She said, how much would you pay to see this show? It, it, immediately, I was like, oh, I paid $500 without thinking about it. And she was like, right, where do I sell my kidney? I said, I might give them both to see this. I like just, you could take any of those people in, in a concert and it would excite me. All of them together. Especially adding fifty to it. Oh man, that that super. You know what? I'm back around. That was the best halftime show I've seen. It and a lot of it was because of the time, like what those people meant to us and it, like the the memories that go with those songs. But that was fucking fantastic. I still don't think it tops Bruno because I could not believe how good he actually sounded. Oh, like. he's very good. I was, and I'm not even like a major Bruno fan. I was shook, but that dude is electric. I was shook hearing how good he sounded. He sounded just like the fucking radio. Now the worst one, the weekend. It's the weekend. That was one of the worst ones I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it wasn't great. The set that they had at that very was cool. awesome too. Very cool. And when they had everybody at the end just like run up with the cam phones like they was just frantic fans, that was awesome. Yes. Um, other things that I ha- oh the Deshaun Watson news oh NFL wise. 
Jeremy Fowler. You used to be a reporter for the Steelers. Now he's just a ESPN cover the whole league type person. Said that uh, Deshaun Watson's interested in because he has that no trade clause option. He's interested in the Vikings and the Bucks. Both of those very interesting. And it says the Bucks are heavily weighing their options on Deshaun Watson right now. Yeah, they should be because they're fucked. That would be fucking awesome. Also, Minnesota with Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Problem. Adam Thielen. They still have fucking uh, uh, Irv Smith Jr., the tight end from Alabama, mm-hmm. who was coming on and then got hot, got hurt. Mm-hmm. That's an they issue. Still, they still have a good defense. And they can trade Kirk Cousins to them, so you'll still have a quarterback that's decent. I mean, Kirk Cousins is immediately the best quarterback at Houston. Yeah. Other than Deshaun Watson, the best quarterback Houston's had in a decade. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably so. That would be dude, the Vikings. Yeah, that's scary. That's if scary. If Sean thoughts. Watson goes to the Vikings and Aaron leaves the Packers, that is 100% their division to lose. Like they are a real problem. Dalvin Cook will benefit so much from having Deshaun Watson. We've talked about so many times about dropping Aaron in the middle of Denver's offense with all his weapons and the defense they have. Very similar situation. You put Sean Watson in Minnesota. Jesus. Yeah, it would be problematic. The Bucks, though, there's too many. There's too many questions. Like, I don't know if Gronk's made his decision yet. I'm assuming he's gone. Chris Garbutt's probably gonna be gone. You still got Mike Evans. Leonard Fournette said he's testing free agency. Yeah, he can test all he wants. He'll end up coming back. I don't know, dude. He was pretty fucking fantastic this year. No, he was, but like the, the market for quarterbacks or running backs past their rookie contract is just. We've seen people test that that are very good, like Devontae For or. Uh, uh, Freeman, Devontae Freeman, yeah, he was hot and heavy, and then he went out to test shit, and ended up ended up making a pretty good chunk of money. He but did. It wasn't, and then went to irrelevancy, right? And people have learned their lesson, I think. With it that. showed the average salary for Super Bowl or, or for playoff running backs throughout the playoffs, and every single one of them was under like one point four million. That's why I think Derrick Henry and the Titans were genius for like pulling a Kirk Cousins type contract. Like, hey, we're not giving you, we're not going to make you the highest paid per year. We're going to guarantee you all your money. Like this is what we can. This is what we can justify paying you, and we can guarantee it. So it is giving you what you're worth and what you've earned. I think it was showing. But you're the not AFC, tied in for forever. I think it was showing like the AFC divisional round, NFC, just the divisional round of the playoffs and the Super Bowl, what the starting wages for the running backs were, and it was. It goes to show you we we've said it. Fuck reporters have said it. Like there's no, the Saquons don't make it. The Dalvins don't make it. The Aaron Joneses should have made it but didn't make it. Like right. You can get, but look at Damian Williams. He could have been the fucking Super Bowl MVP against the fucking Niners whenever we had him. Could have. That's why I was so shocked that they paid Aaron Jones, especially having A.J. Dillon. I'm willing to bet that was an Aaron Rodgers-influenced decision. Oh, I'm sure it was. But, I mean, they've been, they've made this bed that they're in right now because they have not given him everything he's asked for. So that's an odd one to choose. Like, yeah, sure, we'll give you this. And I'm not saying that Aaron Jones hadn't earned it, but that's just not usually how it works out for running backs. I'm not happy for him. He's fucking electric to watch but i mean i guess if you if you justify yeah we'll do that assuming you're not going to have aaron's contract on your books because at that point especially it did not look good for him staying there i still don't know that it does but it was worse then for sure he refused to acknowledge the front office and now he's thanking him after he gets his mvp yeah also seen some trade rumors flying around about kansas city trying to trade for josh allen not that one from jacksonville Mm mm-hmm I mean, it makes sense for Kansas City. I don't know why Jacksonville would do it. 
what the fuck do they have to hang their hat on right now? Two wins. I mean, what are you going to do? I'm not saying because it makes him drastically worse, but it doesn't like. I believe he's going to a contract year as well. Yeah, but I mean, they got to fucking pay somebody at some point if they want to get any better. Like, you have to build it around something. You're not just going to draft a fucking playoff caliber team in the same year. I mean, when they gave Miles Jack like 45 million, you would assume that would be, that was it. Yeah. I would love to have fucking Josh Allen off the edge in Kansas City. Yeah, I think anybody would be would be like anybody that makes anybody better for sure. But like you, I think we've learned at this point, like everybody's, oh, you got to have your quarterback. You got to have your quarterback. You kind of got to have a pass. Boy, rush. you better have a pass rush. So you have to pick somebody and stick with it, like it, it or you're fucked. Or else we'll have Dan Sorensen running around. <laughs> Learn that the hard way. Yeah. I don't know. The Josh Allen thing. I'd be hyped to have him for sure. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I've had, other thing I've had on here, I've had on here for weeks. And it was that the Steelers were interviewing Lewis Riddick, which would make me extremely excited for multiple reasons. One, I love Lewis Riddick, and I get I love. I his, also know you love Blue Button. I do love Blue Button. I love his, <laughs> Lewis Riddick's commentary. I mean, he's held that. It's not like he's just going from TV to the front office to test it out. He's done it before, but it didn't go well. No, but the thing that excites me the most about it is that it was an outside candidate. Like the Steelers just fucking promote from within, and then you're just like, oh well, we've had all this historic success. I get it. Us too. But at some point, you have to change something because it's getting you almost there every time and I'm over it. Like, I'd rather stink than be where we've been in the last five years. And your roster's good enough now to where it's like, okay, let's just switch something up and do something completely fucking different and see what happens. Like, you have things to hang your hat on. You have players. You have good... You just need to fucking find a quarterback. You can draft the lineman all day long. You can find Trey Smith like we did in sixth round from Tennessee and they they hold up good. You, You can fucking figure that out, but you just... Gotta fucking get a quarterback. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not. There are definitely better GMs than like Dorsey. But I was so jealous of the Browns when they was just fucking throwing out money and getting anybody they could. Like, I lived it. He was in Kansas trying. City did the same thing. And I know that it's kicking the can down the road. You're gonna pay for it eventually. But we don't. We just hold the can in our pocket, and we don't get significantly better or significantly worse. And I'm, I'm kind of fucking over it. I get and it. And it's about to change with this quarterback situation for better or worse. Like we're gonna be terrible or we're gonna get. Aaron Rodgers, like I, I, I don't think we will, but it's going to be one or the other. Would and you rather have a top eight pick going into this next draft or first round exit in the playoffs? Yeah, top eight. No, I said that this year. Like I, I was. I don't know what quarterbacks are coming out of next year's draft, but I was upset when it was very clear that we were about to get. I say very clear. It was. It took everything happening right at the end. But when the Colts lost, and I realized we we're going to get into the playoffs, I got pissed. Or I was pissed leading up to it, and I realized we got in. I have no choice but to be excited. Right. And then when the playoff game happens, exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. And we're back to, why the fuck did we do that? Yeah. Like we, we are, it, it does no good. We're in purgatory, and we're stuck there. Speaking Maybe, of purgatory, what? this is completely unrelated. Emily Emily wanted to watch a romantic comedy in the, mm-hmm. in the spirit of Valentine's Day. I'm always for rom-coms. She was searching through Netflix, naturally did not settle on anything, and looked around so long that it was time to put the kids to bed. So she turned on a show. And it was in the Valentine's Day category. Uh-huh. I'm not sitting here telling you this is the best show ever. You got to go watch it, but you got to go watch it at a pure comedy. It's called Let's Fight Ghosts. It's it's some some Asian show that's like dubbed over in English, which I've gotten to the point where I can, like I watched after I watched Squid Games, I could do it. Like before, I had I struggled to like fo- see what I was focusing on. Am I trying to read the subtitles? I'm trying to watch a movie, but after Squid Games. 
It's fine. That movie is like old school Power Rangers, like overly dramatic, corny shit, and I was sucked in so hard. Like when I'm out. Emily was like, I'm gonna go put the kids to bed. You can watch whatever you want. I said, No, no, no. I'm watching all sixteen of these fucking things. And they're they're long episodes. Like they're an hour and fifteen. But I'm still I gotta finish it now. No, oh, I'm just sitting here waiting for fucking Peaky Blinders to drop. I'm waiting on the second half of Ozark to finish that up so I can just Oh, be, we'll get Peaky before that. So I can just be in complete shambles knowing that I'll never get to watch a new episode again. Peaky, I'll just rewatch it. Peaky's dropping in like the UK like next week. Something to be excited about. I don't understand it. I listen to uh, you know, the type of music that I resonate with. Like how I feel on the inside is the kind of music that I like to listen to. I support the type of music that is kind of like how my narrative, my brain flies, how everything is. That's the kind of music that I like to go towards. I don't specifically love Adam Calhoun, to be honest. He's just eh to me. And uh, I don't know, a white person saying the N-word, it doesn't sit well with me. Yes, and, he, and he does it a lot in his stuff. And it, it kind of makes me, oof, I don't like that. And some of his songs are kind of corny. But, yeah. but the patriotic shit that he does is sick and I always fucking love it. Tom McDonald does a lot of fucking patriotic shit. Mm. These two motherfuckers have made an album and it's called The Brave hmm. and I am so motherfucking excited right now for it. He said oh, today, no, only New World Orders came out, came out of it. Uh, he said today that one more sleep and then it's, it's dropping but on my Apple Music I have it, uh, the little fucking pre-download shit yeah. And it says March 4th. It's like two weeks from now. But yeah. he said today, coming out tomorrow, he dropped the motherfucking trailer yesterday mm-hmm. for the album. Hard. <laughs> Hard as a fucking rock. I try not to... Y'all have experienced me talk a couple politics before. It's just not enjoyable for anybody. You just stop saying you're not going to do it But at this point. It's just... it's n- I don't know. It's kind of just nice to see that you're not the only one that sees the crazy shit going on and feels like something's wrong. It's, it's, it's enjoyable for me whenever I see like a artist or because to be honest, that's the minority now. It's not what, you know, mainstream stuff pushes. It's not what Apple music is going to put at the top of their charts. It's not, it's not going to happen to see somebody with a big audience, somebody that I like saying the shit that I feel like it, it's just, it feels nice. That's all. It just, and the trailer for the fucking album <laughs> is dude, they're both sitting on like old school radios as it, like a, like a fucking apocalypse has happened and they're sitting on like old school radios doing these transmissions back and forth and they like all they go outside they shoot this flare up in the air and like all of a sudden you see a bunch of other flares start shooting up in the middle of the night too and it's like talking about fucking mayday it's time to take out blah 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 i'm like dear god (laughs) inject it into me now i think everybody just listen to the type of music that resonates with them and how they feel the problem is i go through so many different waves of feels that it is drastically Right. Like I have specific, I made, so if I come across a song that I like that I haven't heard before, I add it to my main playlist. It's like 700 something songs. And I realized that I just get in there and shuffle to it. And I just, there are certain songs I skip every time, mm-hmm. but I don't want to take them off of there. And a lot of it's the harder like metal stuff because it's like, there's sometimes like, it's just too aggressive. Dakota listens to scary stuff. It's just too aggressive for the, for the moment. That's why I list. That's why if you walk into by my desk at work, uh, this is see their playlist is playing all day long because they got music for any type of mood you got. But I realized that I need to make a specific playlist. I don't want to lose these songs. Mm-hmm. I listen to them for like the breakdowns in them and stuff like that when the mood is right. So I made a just a playlist with that type of shit on it. And boy, when the mood is right, ooh, 
it'll grab you, it gets you feeling right. Everybody around me hates it, I think. But also did not know that shame on me for not remember his fucking name. The dude who plays the animal? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Did not know he was dabbling into like pushing stuff about politics. That was a total new experience for me seeing him do that. I don't know that he has much to lose at this point. I didn't know. I don't know. It was just weird to see someone like, I guess we don't really know these people personally. Mm. I guess you just see them on the movie screen and it's like, oh, that's just how they are. And then you see him like post up something about like the freedom convoy that's going on, like all the shit that's happening. And he's like, time for the Americans to stand up, blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, whoa. Didn't oh, know Rob Schneider fucked with it like that. To be like a famous person that just doesn't do a whole lot of new shit anymore. Because you already have the following and you could pretty much say whatever you want because what are they going to do? Cancel you from the stuff you're not putting out anymore? Like you're Howard Stern's still on the air, so probably not. Yeah, well, no, that's that's a different can of worms. <laughs> but the uh, like they can't take anything from you at that point, and you already have the people that are listening, and you're either in your like you're going to lose people, obviously, but you're going to gain more than you lose at this point because the people that fucked with you for especially something like that for movies, and most of his movies that he's known for are not, I wouldn't say are his movies, like it's Adam Sandler movies for sure. So you don't have as much of a like, I guess, vested interest, like your fans are not, I don't feel like he has as much hardcore fans as Adam Sandler, for example. So you almost have nothing to lose. You can just say whatever. You have the platform to get the word out that you that you feel that you want, and there's nothing they can take from you for it. Last thing I'll say on the topic, you better be on the right side of history here. Because some shit's going down. You better pick a fucking side, because receipts are going to fly soon. Just pick, just make sure you choose right. Let me tell you my side. Sure. Arkansas baseball, and it's fucking happening. It's here. I can't wait. I know we talked Less about it previously, hours away. but we are so fucking close. And when you hear this, it'll be like, I don't know, what? Less than 12 hours away. Yeah. Now, the problem is, with it being a 3 o'clock game, I'm going to get way less productive at that point. The college baseball during the day, during the week, is a real problem. I get it. There's a lot of games going on. you got to find a way to fit them in. Stop doing it, please. Especially for Arkansas games, because I can't. Help it. I also told Dakota before we started recording this, it's very awesome to see the number two in front of Arkansas. Yeah, every time baseball season comes around, you expect it. It still looks weird when you're looking at it. You can see a number next to Arkansas basketball still. It ain't two, but... It's 23. It's 23. That's a great number. And that is a great number. Shellacked. Missouri. That's always fun. What misery, as we call them. That battle line rivalry that we got going on, that natural... That natural ass whooping that we give them consistently twice a year in basketball and gonna be every year in football every single year in football fucking drink with ain't changing nothing about that nope i don't care if you got a five-star player that is from missouri don't care because we're coming now that sounded gay i don't care we're coming for that ass it did when you stopped after you say that (laughs) not that i care i really don't care i mean the game was blowout start to finish there was there was a point where they closed it within eight but i mean if all we get within eight it's blowout start to finish the thing that came from it is Musselman has has never not won 20 games in a season. I know we just came off the heel of a conversation about being almost good enough consistently, but in the vein of Arkansas sports, consistent success at any level still feels good. And we've won 11 of our last 12 games. Correct. Which I'll take. Absolutely. The, the one does really fucking suck. Really hurts. But... You can't be mad at 20 wins for the first three seasons. No. With a roster that I didn't know how it would work. No, we thought they were dead. And also, dead. what I tell y'all about Amude. Because he was out there balling on motherfuckers against Missouri. Mm-hmm. 
stroking that shit from three. I think he finished like 28 points. If I don't, I, I didn't look at the box score, but also didn't catch the game because I was, was tired as fuck. But he scored a lot, and he was like four for five from three whenever I looked. He he was, what was it? He was four for six from three at halftime, and he ended up six and nine. I will take that Let's ten times out of ten. Let's keep that going, please. Amude is my favorite person on the team right now, other than KK, but he's not going to be freed yet. <laughs> so it's Amude. I fucking love it. He looks like he's built like an NBA player. He is fucking, he has a lot of fucking muscle on him. Mm-hmm. Cut up, athletic, fast. Not as not as you know, athletic on the court as like a, uh, shoot. Arkansas fans are gonna be pissed at me for not remembering his name. Damn it to hell! Oh my god, Simmons? No, Wait, I don't know. Justin Smith. Smith. Justin Smith. Shame on me for not remembering that. That's one of the most athletic individuals I've seen on Arkansas team in I don't know how many years. I mean, Qualls was right there with it, but he will be in the house. With he everybody will. else. He will. On Saturday. Isaiah Tennessee. Joe, Bobby Portis, you Mason who, Jones. You know who else is going to be there? Daniel Gafford. Drake. No. No, for the, uh, yeah. The Kentucky match? Yes, for the Kentucky the match. The Kentucky match, Also, yeah. did you know that him and Kamani Johnson are boys? Because I did not. No. Like, if you go on Drake's Instagram, he's on there like five times. I saw this big name dude from Barstool is going to be there. Like, Drake's on his, he's on Drake's. Like, this is a weird, weird thing I found out today. Did not know this was a thing. Huh. But that's going to be... Also... Shout out to after we took down Auburn. I don't know the rapper's name. I don't I know who it is. But how sick is it that they play this rap song? The whole stadium's going nuts. Yeah. The whole the rapper the rapper sees it, retweets it, and says, Damn, I didn't know Arkansas got down like this. And then says, Muscleman the comments in yes. the comments section, hey, we can make this happen. We can get you out here. The very next day, guess who's gonna be in Arkansas? Yeah. That is so fucking sick. It is. And then Drake commented on it. I think it was before the concert got announced or whatever but drake commented on it was like hey y'all this show has to happen in arkansas now drake literally fucking yeah. commented that and then a day later it's happening one of this is going to time up right where when drake's going to be here for the kentucky game one of this is some something in the works here what if drake's going to be around when he's going to be around i don't think so because it's like just, late in march and we'll probably be hopefully deep in march madness so i'm glad you said that would have forgot speaking of march madness we got news on the online gambling front for the state of Arkansas. I do not know it, so this will be news to me. Dakota's about to break some shit to me. Do it. The final vote is Tuesday. Okay. If and when it passes, because it's expected to pass. Damn, I thought, obviously. It, I thought it already passed. Damn it. Well, it did, but this is the final vote that it has to pass through uh, Arkansas, ra- like the, the racing commission, something. Anyway, when it passes, it's expected to be functional before March Madness. Oh, yeah. Well, that means they're already talking oh, about yeah. the next step before the next step's even happened. So they're already talking about the fine-tuned shit before right. they it's, even pass the vote. Like I said, it's, it's expected to pass. I mean, it's a 51% profit sharing. It's hard. It is going to happen. I am fucking erect. And it's going to be live, and it's going to get expensive. Is FanDuel going to get here? Well, they mentioned the, the likes of FanDuel and DraftKings. So if you're hitching... I mean, I'm happy with if you're hitching to any, If you're hitching your wagon to any gambling platform at this point... I feel like FanDuel's the biggest. Now, granted, it most of the people so that I listen smooth, to are dude. sponsored by FanDuel, so I'm biasedly subjected to it. When I, I went, to, when as I long went to, as it's a legitimate platform that I can figure out how to operate, I'm in. I don't I, care. When I went to fucking Arizona for the for Jared's wedding, dude, it is so smooth, so clear, so uh, like so like user iPhone friendly. to Android. Yes, iPhone is user friendly. Android's for those fancier techie guys that want to do customization shit, whatever. 
it was so smooth, so clear. I could find everything I wanted to find. Boom, 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 done. Boop, 900 bucks because Sam Darnold had two rushing touchdowns. They, Thank you. Come they, again. They talked about it, uh, about New York, when it went live in New York. And since, I think it's since the beginning of the year. It was like $1.2 billion that it went through it or something like that. They're about to drop it. Marty Bird is so excited. <laughs> Before March Madness, post-tax return for most people. Yikes. Might have set a few hundred to the side. They're finna make a killing. So that's exciting news. That is exciting. That's fucking awesome. It sounds like it's sure thing. Oh, so it's happening. Yeah. This is fantastic and very bad. And it's a good thing. How I long till Barstool gets here? I don't know. Oh, they're coming. It's they will. Anywhere it opens up, they're gonna they're gonna open the Barstool Sports book. But it's a very good thing I did not do what I originally planned. You know, I'm I'll, I'm fully intending on doing the stereotypical guy thing and getting my vasectomy right before March Madness. If I had done that with this going into full effect and having nothing but time to sit there and watch and make educated bets, oh, it'd have been a problem. At least now, if I do it next year, the initial shock of being able to do it, because that's going to prompt a lot of unsolic- unwarranted bets, for sure. The fact that I can do it, you will be prompted to bet on things you would not have done. I am fearful that I turn into Terry. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> Betting on fucking... Lipscomb and Colgate playing against each other on a fucking Thursday night at 9 p.m. Having no clue what the fuck they do, but hey, I think I can make a little money on this. Shout out, shout out old Ben Green gambling on Lithuanian basketball. Hell First yeah. First half overs. They don't hit. Fun fact, they don't hit. They stink at basketball. It's bad. Oh, fucking Kirby boys. They fucking, uh, if it was legal, of course. Right. But if it was, there would be theoretically voting on or gambling on uh, Korean baseball. So, there's hey, that. There, there was hot. That was hot for a while. The amount of scoreless first first innings baseball bets that get played now they're juicing again. So it's a dangerous bet. Maybe test the waters, let a few games go by, see how the juice is working. That's that is electric because it's it's short term. It's like you're betting on a mini game. Same rules, but you only have to watch the first inning of this game. Oh, that's a problem. It is a problem. Make sure I didn't have nothing over here real quick. I did see that the SEC dispersed $777.8 million between all 14 universities for the 2020-2021 fiscal year. Last year was $657 million, so it's up by $120 million. It's going to keep. It's going to be like an NFL salary cap. It's going to keep going up. Also wanted to make fun of Dabo Sweeney, who is now sitting on players' laps in recruiting photos. That was tough. He saw Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly and, and like, said, I got something better. Got you. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. As Chris Young says, hold my beer, watch this. He sat in a fucking 17-year-old player's lap. <laughs> I don't know how you sell that to them. Because I'm sure they didn't be like, all right, one, two, three, and he just jumped in there to be cute. Like, that was planned. Like, hey, how funny would it be if I sat on your lap for the picture just once? Would it be funny? I'm laughing. You la- Okay, let's do it. Oh. The, just, see, and here's the thing. How many of these, like, reenactment pictures did you think were terrible of Musselman because it was cringy? At least there was meaning. To, you could see how they got there. Like, they picked an iconic moment and they recreated it. The corniest way possible. But he ain't thrusting on anybody and he ain't sitting on their lap. No, he's just dunking on Nerf goals four feet above the ground and pretending well, to be LeBron want, James. What do you want him to do? You want him to dunk on a real goal? No. He can't, he can't reach. <laughs> no, it's It bad. was corny, is corny, still corny, but it looks like we're having a one-up on corniest contests. It's going to get so far. Brian Kelly's still in the lead. It's, I don't know, dude. dude those on lab, videos are so bad. The video makes it worse because you're watching it play out live. That, yeah, the, oh the disco my. dancing was brutal. Oh my God. 
But as far as still shots go, that that's tough scene. That Bo Sweeney picture is tough. It, it's bad. It's going to get to the point where they're going to try to outdo each other, and Muslim is going to look like the the consummate professional in this situation. Like he's going to look like the fucking Coach K of corny pictures. Also, like just all business. In case anybody forgot, it's officially NBA All Star Weekend. I did forgot that starts now. Tonight are the last set of games. I will be watching the, there is a 7.30 game, the Bucks and Sixers play. I'm here for that. When's the skills competition? Uh, skills competition, be Saturday. contest, three-point contest. Should be Saturday. Oh, that's my favorite part. That's Sunday's, my favorite part. Of the Sunday's the game. That's it, I believe. Anybody they, good? Did they have they announced the dunk contest? Surely by now. Who's going to be in I it? don't know who it is. I will tell you momentarily. Stall for me. I feel like they definitely should have by now. But the dunk contest, if they can, we, we talked about it a few years ago, obviously not on the show. But the whole the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest was the point where we thought the dunk contest was saved. Like you were getting these lesser known, freakishly athletic guys, and they're putting on a show. Friday at six PM Central Time, uh the Ruffles NBA All Star Celebrity Game. See, I, I, I still enjoy the celebrity basketball I game. I think there's some interesting names in this one. The softball game for the home run derby, I enjoy that. Bill Walton is the coach for one of them. Okay. And I don't know any of these people. Okay, well, uh, Jimmy notable names. Jimmy Allen, I'm pretty sure he's a singer. Yeah, he's a singer. He'll be good. Mm, pass. Nigel Houston, don't know who that is. You got all these people. There's, there's always Quavo's in it again. Right, of course he is. Just put him in the fucking NBA at this point. Anderson Vergeau, he's in. He's on that team. Mm. Uh, Dorica Hamby, Machine Gun Kelly, he's on that team. That'll be good. Uh, Brittany Alina, this I don't know who sarcasm. that is. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. Uh, those are the only people I know. And the only athlete on that team is Anderson Verishow, and he should have 50 points. I know there's a glare off of this tiny chrome piece on this microphone that keeps blinding me the whole episode. Oh, I'm sick. What? You Dominique done? Wilkins is the coach of the other one. Kevin James in here? Kane Brown is. Well, I mean, he he like he's athletic. He fares well oh. in, the, in the home run der, or in the celebrity all-star game for Fellas. softball. Miles Garrett, too. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. Mayor Justin Bibb, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Jack Harlow. He's on that on that one. Um, yep. Only people I know. Miles Garrett, Kane Brown, Jack Harlow. Damn it. I wanted I wanted Kevin James. Garden, Miles Garrett. God, down Kevin low. James would be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James, Garden, Miles Garrett down low. Mic'd up. Give me that That's all, all day. I watched them play one-on-one. Clorox Rising Stars Challenge. Strange to put Clorox there. Uh we got money. we got Anthony Edwards, Evan Mobley, La, Lamella Ball. Uh, That's a lot. Cole Anthony, Cunningham, of course, from Oklahoma State, uh, and that Giddy dude for Oklahoma City. He's been tearing it up. Giddy been killing motherfuckers. He's he had a triple double the other day. White boy can hoop. White boy can motherfucking. If hoop. that was my team, I would be excited about that. But they're not. Never have been. So so Team Berries, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley. Isaac Okoro is good. Uh, that's all the notables in that one. Team Isaiah, they got Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, stud. All the people I know. Team Payton, Gary Payton's got LaMelo Ball. Scotty Barnes is good. Uh, Scoot Henderson, legendary name. <laughs> Team Worthy, James Worthy's got Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. Good team. So we got the Clorox Rising Stars Challenge directly after that. Saturday, NBA All-Star Practice Pass. No thanks. That's at 11, or sorry, 10 o'clock Central Time. 1 o'clock Central Time is NBA and HBCU Classic. Don't know. Don't know. That was a thing. 
Uh, 7 p.m. Central Time is the State Farm All-Star Saturday Night. That is the Taco Bell Skills Challenge first event. Mountain Dew three-point contest, contest second event. AT&T Slam Dunk third event. Skills Challenge. We got... Oh, damn. Darius Garland's in it, too? Woo! Uh, the Cavs. It says Cavs. Team Cavs, I guess. Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. All studs on the same team. All of a sudden, the Cavs are the fucking five seed in the East. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening, but it's awesome. Uh, the Antetokounmpo's. Literally all the Antetokounmpo <laughs> brothers. That's kind of cool for them. And then Rooks. Scotty Barnes, stud. Cade Cunningham, eh. And Giddy. That'd be fun. That'd be a good one. I'm fucking all about that. And then the three-point contest, we got CJ McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, who's been hot from three for the Grizzlies, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred Van Vliet, Luke Kennard, Sniper, Patty Mills. Hmm. All snipers. Pissed that Curry's not in it, to be honest with you. Slam dunk contest. Slam dunk participants are Cole Anthony for the Magic. Weird. He's short. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Golden State Warriors. He can dunk. Obi Toppin. We all know he can. He yep. was in last year. And Jalen Green from the Rockets. Jalen Green will win. I'll call it right now. I just hope they're creative. I hope they're good. I hope they don't give a bunch of 50s out. That's my only hope. I'm going to call my shot on the three-point contest winner. I'm going Trey Young. Safe bet. I have to go Zach Levine because I have always fucking liked Zach Levine. Have to stick with Zach Levine. Fair. Other than that, that's all I got. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong. <laughs>